The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. And once again, uh, Jay Lynn and Andrew away on holidays. My name is Chris Sheets uh, from Kissing Country 103.9, guest hosting again this afternoon and really looking forward to it with my buddy Brad Whisker. Brad, uh, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. We've got special guests standing by in the next few moments. Yeah, it's going to be a good show today, so we'll kick it off the right way. All right, awesome. I don't know if I had your mic on, so no, now try that. I said, yes, it's going to be a great show. We're yeah. going to kick it off the right way now. Exactly. That my mic is on. Okay, it's going to be perfect. So uh, let's do this first. Uh, Joining us in studio, Darcy Daigle. uh, He's the... An awareness coordinator along with responsible for media. Good luck with that, Darcy. Um, you're dealing with people like me and the co-chair of this very, very important event, the Ride for Dad. Terry Willisco, how are you doing, Terry? Really well. All right, Ride for Dad. Uh, let's start with uh, the, the the grand kind of explanation about this uh, very important event, uh, whichever one you wants to go. I think the grand picture is to raise awareness and to get men checked. Um, The ultimate goal is to have prostate cancer reduced to zero. Mm -hmm. Uh, One in seven Canadian men is affected by prostate cancer and uh, we're improving those numbers year over year. Um, Get tested, guys. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, and that's it. And and you know what? What a great way of reminding everybody to do that. The TELUS Ride for Dad is uh, taking place again on June 9th. You've had some events uh, leading up to that, which we will talk to as well. I know you want to thank TELUS, of course, without a big sponsor like that, these things are impossible, right, Terry? That's so correct. They've been with uh, Ride for Dad for, I think, almost from day one, but for several years, that's for sure. Yeah, okay. Day one was 2007, is that right? Uh, in Edmonton, 2007 was the first time we had a motorcycle Ride for Dad. Uh, nationally, it actually goes back to the year 2000, started in Ottawa. Okay. Now, let's talk about uh, riding on a motorbike, and uh, you, you, you don't really realize how many people ride bikes in this town until you see an event like this. I mean, uh, the, the turnout has been very, very impressive in previous years. Give me an example of, like, you know, how many bikes you can expect in a, in a yearly basis. I well, guess that's weather dependent. Yeah, yeah. it is, but uh, we've had as many as 1,200 motorcycles. Unbelievable. That's uh, that's quite a quite an impressive sight when you see that, you know, and you think everybody's there for the, for the cause. The yeah. last few years the weather's been somewhat less than desirable and we've been around the 600 bike total rain or shine even almost snow one year yeah well yeah I know if if you do it the same weekend uh, I know that my friend Mike Sobel from Global Edmonton they do that MS bike race uh, to Camrose every year it's the same weekend he said it's it's like the curse it's like every year we're riding in the wind and we're riding in the rain and uh, you know they're pedaling bikes so uh, it's not ideal on a motorbike but at least you got a motor to help you get there right (laughs) so true so true okay uh, again we're talking about Ride for Dad, which is happening June 9th. Uh, the start-off uh, location is going to be Blackjack's Roadhouse, and I'm sure you want to thank them for sponsorship and being a huge part of this. Clarence Shields and everybody there, is that right? Oh, yeah, they've been fantastic. Yeah. Um, they... Um we, we jumped over from our previous destination or our previous location about three years ago, and Clarence has been fantastic. They've done everything to work with us, um, cleared out the parking lot. They've actually flattened the parking lot for bikes to make it easier access, bikes coming in and out, because okay. because it's a truck stop. they got the big rigs that come in, and uh, they can chew up the dirt, but, yeah. and Clarence makes sure that we've got a nice, good surface to run from, so yeah. they've been fantastic. Okay, so that's where it's going to start on uh, June 9th, no matter what the weather is like, uh, fingers crossed, and uh, it, it, 
you know, about 9.30 or so, uh, there'll be a, the, everybody's going to be gathering for breakfast prior to that. And then just before 10, uh, the Sheets Cool Bus, my silly jacked up uh, cool bus, is going to be taking some of the non-riding bike people uh, to the first location. The first location, Terry, is near and dear to my heart because that first location, the first stop with hopefully 1,200 motorcycles is... Thorsby, Alberta. Yes. Uh, you know what? Uh, that uh, God's country, as we like to call it. Why did you ask for my bus to come? What's the story with that, my friend? Well, we thought it would be kind of cool for the people and the sponsors that we've had and some of our long-term volunteers, actually, to see yeah. what the stop looks like. Okay. Um, we have, yeah, they're normally, they just, they watch all the bikes leave and they go, boy, that looks like fun, right? Exactly. But they never get, they can see pictures after, but they really never get a chance to grasp what it's like when you've got over a thousand motorbikes rolling into a small town or a big town for that matter. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the plans we have this year, we hope it's going to work out, is because our money goes stays locally, yeah. uh, the research team at uh, the U of A, led by Dr. John Lewis, yeah. has been a, a benefactor of ours for several years now. And people within his lab yeah. have always talked about, well, we don't ride motorcycles, but we'd like to be a part of this. Right. So we're hoping to get some of them on the bus. Okay, And awesome. uh, probably uh, you guys will lead the uh, the parade out. Yeah. And uh, once you get to Thorsby, yeah. they'll be able to see this whole group of motorcycles coming in supporting their cause. I can't wait to see that. And no disrespect to the other people that have ridden in the bus over the last three years, but this will definitely be the people with the highest IQ that have ever rode in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that includes the driver. That really includes the driver. I mean, one uh, kind of another unique one, uh, our leading fund uh, raiser, Noel said what? $110,000 he's raised by himself. Wow. One of our riders, a prostate yeah. cancer survivor. Yeah. He's having some surgery on an ankle, so he won't be able to ride this year, but yeah. we're hoping he can oh, be yeah. good enough to hop on the bus, so that'd be really great, because ah. he's been with us from day one. It's got a bit of a jacket. We can go get him on it. It's it's kind of lifted now, but I'm sure we'll get him up <laughs> in it. That's So so he's like a superhero of this event, right? Most Absolutely. definitely. He's the top three or four oh, in Canada. Oh, wow. Okay, we stop for a lunch in Thorsby, and then? From there, uh, we head uh, back out uh, on Highway 39, and into Drayton Valley. Yes. Uh, then Drayton Valley coming back across into Devon uh -huh. and then back into Blackjacks to finish up about 3, 3.30 in the afternoon. About 280 kilometers. Okay, that's nice. Um, a number of years ago, I basically walked that route in five days, actually, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> so I know it very, very well. But uh, again, if people want to get involved, there's different ways you can get involved. Of course, you can be one of the, the people that rides the bike and it doesn't just have to be men riding these bikes, I assume. Is that right? No, we have a lot of lady riders that support uh, their significant others, their fathers, their uncles, their brothers. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing to see how many women are coming out to this event. It's All right, fantastic. So if you want to be a rider, what do you need to do, Darcy? Uh, what you need to do is register. Um, you can either register online at rideforDad.ca. Uh, we have a Facebook page that links to that as well, and it's Facebook uh, Edmonton Ride for Dad. We recommend that you pre-register on the Friday night before ride day, and that just beats the lineup so that we can get on our bikes sooner and get everything rolling smoothly. Okay, and if, and if you're not a rider, but you still want to support. I understand uh, that right here in Edmonton, the ride has raised uh, uh, over $2 million for the fight against prostate cancer. Obviously, by raising that money, it doesn't happen by accident. So you get people to support others, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, riders can, uh, people can donate directly to the site. Uh, you can, the riders all have pledge forms. Um, and there's little contests within the riders. Um, some of them take pride. The, sure. They're the one that raised the most money this year or last year um, as well for every $100 raised. Uh, on your pledge form, you get an entry form to a 15-day safari motorcycle trip in Africa. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. And yeah. People can also get involved uh, as volunteers, helping yeah. out at our various uh, stop locations, whether it be right. at Blackjacks or at out of Thorsby or yeah. out of Green Valley Road to Devon. 
Yeah. So. Okay. There's only one thing better than winning a safari bike uh, uh, ride in Africa, and that's riding your bike through Sunnybrook, Alberta. Um, <laughs> that's another beautiful place. We're going by right through Sunnybrook. Just don't blink. Just don't <laughs> blink. Uh, this is awesome. Again, one in seven uh, men, again, in uh, in our country, unfortunately, are going to have to face prostate cancer at some point in your life. That's uh, it's brothers, that's fathers, that's grandfathers, that's uncles, that's co-workers. And uh, as uh, Darcy said at the very beginning of the interview, uh, early detection is the key uh, to uh, to treating this. Uh, early detection, it's like no sweat at all, right? It's uh, it's when you don't uh, get that happen. So get checked, get on your bike. If, you, if you're not riding a bike, uh, help support one more time with the website and all the information they need to know about Ride for Dad, the TELUS Ride for Dad, which is coming up on June 9th. The website is rideforDad.ca, uh, Edmonton Chapter. the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. My name is Chris Sheets. Uh, proud to be guest hosting once again today. A beautiful day at that, too. Highs of about 23. Tomorrow's going to be even warmer with a high of 29, which will be great. And uh, we're looking fantastic for the Ride for Dad, which, is, again, is happening as uh, we just finished talking about on Saturday morning. And our own uh, Gord Stanky from Global Edmonton is going to be a part of it and uh, a bunch of other people, too. I mean, 1,200 bikes. That's going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, Brad Whisker is with me uh, this afternoon. I'm very thankful for that. Just got a, a text at 6.30, 6.30. Hey, guys, how about some support for the uh, unfortunate man that was killed at that fast gas in Thorsby? Maybe everyone fills their tanks there with the 1,200 bikes. And ironically, there's actually an event that's going to be happening at that uh, fast gas. And, and again, they just kind of planned these two events. But uh, Rhonda Feevlin, we're going to get a chance to talk to her before the end of the week about this uh, amazing event that they're doing. A whole bunch of people in the Thorsby community have kind of gathered around this uh, family. Of course, just in the last couple of weeks, they actually charged somebody with his murder, right? Yeah, that uh, happened last week and just speaking about these events that are happening the ride for dad and this fundraiser for for the family out in thorsby we always talk about edmonton being the city of champions and right. i know you value that phrase so much and it's dear to your heart but yeah. to me it's not only edmonton it is communities like thorsby Duke, all around the greater edmonton area yep to me it's just an area of champions when something yeah. happens to somebody that's so unfortunate like this Communities rally no matter what, and yeah. it's a great thing to see. They're busy. I was talking to Rhonda Feveland. Uh, they're busy now. They're painting the the fast gas, and they're doing all sorts of work because, again, that family now, um, you know, they didn't, don't even know where to start when it comes to this, and they were just barely getting by before uh, Joe's unfortunate uh, murder. I mean, that's what the the man was charged with that uh, that did this with that uh, gas and dash. And uh, again, uh, that'll be coming up, and we've got more details. So that texter was uh, they had they had something going there. It's uh, two nineteen uh, today is. Uh, camp day for Tim Hortons as well. Uh, it's been a busy day. Uh, Brad, did you get a chance to enjoy your double-double uh, or your, your favorite uh, Tim Hortons uh, coffee yet this uh, this afternoon or no? Every day. Yeah, every day. Every day is a Tim Hortons day. It is, eh? So, yeah, it was a, it's always nice to, to go through on a day like this, um, helping out as much as you can. And uh, it goes to a great cause. So, of course, I, uh, I made that pit stop on the way into work this morning. 100% of proceeds from hot coffee sales at participating locations across this fine country. Actually, go to Tim Hortons Children's Foundation, and the funds uh, directly help youth from low-income homes uh, get, well, go life-changing experiences at a Tim Hortons camp. Again, uh, you know, I can't even imagine. I said, we were talking about this yesterday off-air. I said, Brad, did you ever get a chance to go to camp as a kid? You said, not really. But kind of camp was kind of like the, uh, the, the great outdoors around your neighborhood right when you were a kid yeah basically i mean i lived across the street from three of my best friends growing up and we still at that time were allowed to 
leave the house in the summer. We didn't need yeah. to bring a phone with us. And we had a great park at the end of the street. And say around 9 o'clock in the morning, we'd all meet out front, go down to the park, and spend as much time there as we possibly could. Maybe go back home for a quick bite and then head right back down, maybe play some street hockey. But it's amazing how things have changed since that time. And that's, as you mentioned, what we were discussing off air is now you just don't have that freedom as a child. No. There's always so many concerns from parents, and rightfully so. Yeah. But having that freedom when I was younger, and I'm sure the same thing for you when you were younger, it was a great thing to have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I would never change a thing about my childhood, but we never went to camp as kids in the summer because uh, that was uh, when the farming needed to be done. Uh, we, I joked and say we were the only kids uh, in the world that actually looked forward to school starting so we could get a break from working. But again, I wouldn't change any of that. But again, these kids, a lot of these kids from low-income homes, I mean, they just don't get a chance to ever experience anything like a camp or a vacation or a holiday so it helps unlock their hidden strengths build self-worth and confidence develops a critical life skills and they can find their own success and thrive as contributing members of their community so it's absolutely huge over the past 25 years more than 175 million dollars that's a lot of coffee has been raised and again so uh, keep that in mind throughout the day now earlier today on the kiss and country morning show which i get a chance to co-host with uh, jacqueline sweeney and matt de and we have way too much fun on that show we got talking about uh, because, of course, today's going to be a huge day at the Tim Hortons drive-thru. We got talking about drive-thrus and drive-thru experiences in your life. Uh, I mentioned uh, the fact that every day when I go through a drive-thru, whatever fast uh, food location it is, when you see those yellow poles and you see those different colors on those yellow poles and the scrapes from the vehicles, <laughs> I'm going, I'm having a better day than that person just had or had whenever they had that experience. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned that because I recently just transitioned from driving a two-door Honda Civic to an SUV now, so yeah. a little bit bigger and getting used to driving <laughs> yes. in those uh, drive through lanes, I think I've contributed a, a ding or two to those yellow poles. Just close your eyes and just kind of go through. Uh, a, a text at 6.30, 6.30, we're looking for your, um, uh, I guess, your uh, drive through stories. Uh, here's one for you, speaking of, uh, I guess, the yellow poles. I've been rear-ended, says a texter, in the drive through three times. People need to be more patient, even though it's supposed to be fast food. Yeah, that can happen. Accidents in the drive-thru, believe it or not. People have been pulled over. I've heard of a few stories, not closely related to me or any of my family members, but yeah. in the news of police following someone, they yeah. are looking to pull over and they just continue on, pull into the drive-thru, wait behind them, and then once they've grabbed their, wow. you know, whether it's a coffee or food, they... I had after. I had this experience just in the last week or so, and maybe I shouldn't admit it or not, but I was I was in the drive-through, stopped, and I was uh, I grabbed my phone and I started to kind of look at it, and then I looked, and right beside me, because it was one of those McDonald's where they two come in, there was a police officer, and I thought to myself, hang on a second, am I distracted driving? And the I'm guessing I probably am, right? In the yeah. I'm in my vehicle. I'm oh, technically yeah. I wasn't moving at the time, but you can't use that excuse when you're at a stoplight, right? No, so, once the keys are in the ignition and the engine's on. All right, so you're using your phone you're gonna get dinged i put her down quick uh 6 30 another text i went to a mcdonald's drive-thru when i was seven months pregnant all i wanted was a mcdouble it was one of the divided drive-thru lanes and there were two people uh that can order at one time i picked the right lane and was behind one truck he spent so long ordering 13 cars went through the other lane before he finished when i got to the window i counted how many cards he paid with 15 separate orders so he went and bought for a bunch of people at his company used all of their different cards i couldn't believe it if you order that much food go inside i actually cried because all i wanted was a cheeseburger and i was seven <laughs> months pregnant 
Mm, yes. I, you know what? I've never been seven months pregnant, but all I want is a cheeseburger, so I can kind of relate to that. I think this movie was called Dudes, Where, Where's My Car? Did you, did you see that movie? Long time ago. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have. Probably told my parents I was going to see one movie, and then I went to another <laughs> one with my buddies, but it's been a while. Here's a drive through clip from that. Place an order. How much you like? Yeah, I'd like uh, three orders of uh, wonton soup. And then? Oh, uh, some fortune cookies, too. And then? Uh, I think that's about it. And then? No, that's it. And then? No, and then. I, I, that's, that's all I want. And then? <laughs> and then, and then, I'm, and then, I'm, then nothing else because I'm done ordering, okay? And then? I refuse to play your Chinese food mind games. And then? No! No, and then! And then? No, and then! And then! 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 No, no, and then! There it is. I see. Now, you know what? I would just, when they, if they said, and then, I would just keep ordering things myself. But. Just hope for the best. Maybe they'll just give it to you for free after that and say, well, I didn't really mean to order that. She just kept asking me questions, so I figured I'd add more to my bag. Uh, yeah, looking for your drive through stories this morning at 6.30, 6.30. Got a stunting ticket for going through the drive through backwards. Just wanted to make it easier for my passenger. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around that. I don't know exactly what that means. but Maybe they had one of those old wagons where you could sit in the back and yeah. you're facing the opposite way the whole time, so I don't know. That's only thing I can think of. If I had my family on the air with me right now, they would tell you that I am the world's worst orderer at a drive-thru and, and they're like, seriously, you talk for a living, you host Eskimo games, you stand there in front of sometimes 45, 50,000 people and you kind of manage to pull it off. How can you not order for the entire family at, at a drive-thru? And I'm like, I don't know. I get like I just I get nervous. I start to stutter. I'm messing things up, and they're giving me all these. Like, go to Starbucks. I'm not a Starbucks guy myself, but um, like when I order for my family, I just feel like a, just a terrible human being when I order there. I don't know why. Well, that's because they probably want half ice, low sweet, yes. a little bit of fat, extra squeeze of this, extra pump of that, maybe a little less of this, and then by the time you're done, you forget what everybody else wants. Uh, a text at six thirty, six thirty. Actually, you wouldn't have been uh, distracted driving the Highway Safety Traffic Act and section on distracted driving only. A applies to public highways, which is basically any public built roads. As a texter, because you were on a private road, um, you were all good. All right. I went to Wendy's, says another a texter, ordered nuggets and fries, somehow got a medium Coke, no fries. Really? See, and that's another first world problem. When you go through and you don't get your straw, you know, it's a, just a tough go, Brad, isn't it? It's really tough, and it's even worse when you leave because you feel it's a pressure cooker situation. Once you get your food, you want to check to make sure what you ordered is actually in your bag, but you yes. don't want to hold up the 18 cars that are behind you. Right, right, And then right. you leave and you go home into your next destination. Say you're coming to work. You open up the bag yep. and it's not yours. And do you want to go back? No. 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 Do you like what's in the bag? Kind of. Maybe, it maybe smells not. smells okay, whatever. But you're starving, so you're going to eat it anyways, <laughs> but it's not what you ordered, and maybe you would have saved a few bucks, too. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, Tim Horton's camp day today, so we're talking about drive throughs because they're going to be very busy. Michelle, our first impressions person here at the radio station, if you ever come to the station, she's the first person you meet. She's giggling in the background. Do you got, like, a funny uh, drive through story you want to tell us, or what? No, you're just laughing about this? Typical it's a typical man thing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. G go to a microphone. Don't be, uh, don't be like that. You know, you, you got to come in. It's a typical man thing. What does your husband do? My husband does the same thing. Whenever we go, wherever, wherever it is, Tim Hortons, Starbucks, he 
always stutters and gets the order <laughs> wrong. Yeah, and, and we talked about it on the air this morning, and they said, why doesn't the man just uh, just relinquish that ability, just sit back and let like somebody else in that vehicle order? Sometimes I, I un- open up the window for the backseat driver and just say, you order this, because this is just going to be embarrassing if I do it. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, or we lean over them and yell at them. Yeah. Say, no, I'll do it. We yeah. order ourselves, so that too. Yeah, that's usually what I allow to happen because I'm like every other man or most men. I can't get the order right, and then there's chaos after the fact, and I'm getting blamed for this and getting blamed for that. So it's better if somebody else just handles it, and then hopefully it's taken care of the right way. We took a great call from somebody uh, this morning on the Kiss and Gutter Morning Show talking about the fact that their dad, when he orders and he messes everything up, he can't say fajitas like he calls them fajitas (laughs) and Reese's Pieces. I can't remember what he called them, and anyway, it might have involved a human, uh, a male body part instead of, I don't know. But anyway, it's kind of the way it goes. Oh, here's a text at 630-630. I drive my armored truck through the drive-thru and love the look on people's faces, especially since I can't roll down my window as they are bulletproof. And uh, if you can't unroll your window, have you ever seen the person ahead of you? Yeah. My brother, this happened to him recently. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm in a drive-thru and he says, the guy in front of me has to open up his door to order because his window doesn't work and I'm kind of laughing at him. And then I get up there and my window won't work, so I got to open my, my especially door too. Especially in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> And you mentioned the the double lane. Yes. I get aggressive when I'm in the other lane. It's yeah. like a race. Yes. I want to order my food faster than the person next yes, to me. Yes, yes, But then it becomes a chess game because you want to see if the person to your left or the person to your right has finished their order and if their car has started creeping ahead because yes. you might be trying to cut them off. They're trying to cut you off. I don't want them taking my food, as I would previously said. I don't want to end up with their food. I would not. I'd rather the- take a grizzly bear's food than Brad Whiskers' food. I really would. I think it would be like... <laughs> or just let them go and maybe they'll buy your order for you. Uh, there right. you go. Beautiful. Hey, Michelle, thanks for stopping in. Uh, you, you came in originally to tell us your, our guest is ready yes, for the next segment. And, and this is an incredible thing that happens in the city. And uh, they're going to tell us all about it. Thank you. We'll probably talk more about drive through uh, as the afternoon does progress because it's Tim Horton's camp day. But we've got a very special guest talking about an incredible organization in the city coming up in moments right here at the 630 Chad Afternoon News. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.